Hey, Spring Food Mo listeners, no ad today. You're welcome. Actually, you're not welcome because nobody bought an ad, but you know, whatever. Anyway, be sure you go join the Tower Club, towerclub.springfoodpod.com for two bonus episodes a week. This Friday, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about dead restaurants, restaurants that one. have uh, long since closed. We're going to have some, some good special guests good on the show. Oh, they're not that special. We're going to have some guests on the show, uh-huh. middling at best. <laughs> I got to say, uh, <laughs> despite the middling guests, canonically, the Tower Club episodes are, are good ones. They're better mm-hmm. yes. than our main feed episodes. So if you like this one, and let's face it, you're definitely going to like it. Yep. <laughs> you can get two more episodes of Spring Food Mo every single month for only $5 a month. And half of that money we donate to Ozarks Food Harvest to help feed hungry people in the Ozarks. So please sign up if you're able to. It's towerclub.springfoodpod.com. Let's start the show. Spring Food Mo! Springfield, Missouri is home to the largest Bass Pro in the world and the fifth largest Pep Boys in the state. Live to a hard drive from two separate houses in beautiful Mm -hmm. Springfield, Missouri, you're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. My name is Andy Carr. And my name is Dan Howell. And with Howell. me today is Dan Howell, my co-host. <laughs> I was about to say, this week's intro has gone so much smoother <laughs> than the weeks prior. But uh, that, that was on purpose, so everyone knows. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead, buddy. No, no, you're fine. I'm not resting and all of that. I did want to, you know, I think we can tweak it a little bit, these the at-home intros. I mean, you and I both live in towers <laughs> yeah we do i mean the height of our houses is such that they have been designated towers by well I, you know land laws i you know how some houses that live some houses houses don't live <laughs> no, you know, no, so no go on with that line of thought <laughs> are, uh, like lake houses will be on lifts you know uh-huh. they'll be on uh, oh, yeah. pillars or whatever to hold them up I don't live by a lake, but I had my house put on lifts just so everyone would know that I tower above them. So not technically a a tower, but I'm higher up than everyone Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. You know, it it was figurative and now it's also literal. Well, my my house just has 35 stories, (laughs) uh, but I respect that you put your house on lifts and, um, you know, it's on some big, nice 22s. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even. So is that a. Is that a car thing? I'm not 100% sure what that <laughs> even means. I, I, yeah, the wheels. Big, big old boys. There is a dude that drives around my neighborhood that has... His car is lifted. I, I do, I'm not exaggerating. Like three feet off the ground. Nice. And those huge wheels. And he... he you know, I go for my walks around 830 or 9. And he's always out just cruising the neighborhood. <laughs> sometimes he's with somebody, somebody. Sometimes some other dudes in the car with him. Sometimes he's just driving around. I Man, really want to take a picture. I'd watch but, out, Andy. <laughs> he's uh he's probably looking for a weak nerd to crush. <laughs> <laughs> you better look elsewhere. <laughs> anyway, how you doing, Dan? 
Seem to be a good spirit today. Well. Drinking from a was that a patriotic coffee mug you got there? No, Andy. This is this is a custom mug as some of mine are. Oh, I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk about what that is. Yeah, yeah. It's just a. It's a lot of business. It's nothing like inappropriate. It's but a it's famous a, evil person dabbing. Oh no, it's not. It's the guy from I think you should leave. Oh, <laughs> okay. Never the, mind. Uh, it's blurry car, on the screen. <laughs> the car car guy too small, stinky, very funny. I, that show is so good. I mean, we've talked yeah. about it ad nauseum off mic. I showed it, I've showed it to many people, but I showed it to somebody the other day and it's like, it's actually unbelievable how funny it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the best like <laughs> sketch shows ever produced. I mean, it is easier in the fact that they're just 15 minute long episodes, so you don't have to have so much chaff or whatever, but mm-hmm. oh my God. So good. All timer. <laughs> Very good. Great quarantine watch. Takes a whole hour and a half to get through. <laughs> <laughs> you've been uh, you've been eating any good takeout from anywhere lately, Dan? We do a little Andy, takeout talk. Not really beyond our restaurant this week. Maybe a maybe a Chinese stop this mm. week. I oh, actually, yes, I, I did have some Chinese food earlier this week. Got, got some fried rice, Andy. I think oh, I'm, really? ba- I'm on the fried rice train. I, I made a little pack to myself, and uh, you know I was I was gonna wait until the next Chinese food episode to discuss it, but I'm not gonna eat cashew chicken for the rest of 2020. Wow, I don't believe you. I don't I, think you're gonna stick with that. No, I, I'm com- I'm completely off the stuff. And then in 2021, whenever you know everything is good again old, old joe's <laughs> in office and everything's back to normal uh no disease uh <laughs> all diseases eradicated <laughs> all diseases we're gonna you know take care of all the diseases we are promising that joe biden will eradicate all disease <laughs> i mean he did say something similar to that <laughs> oh, really? uh, <laughs> yeah um you're talking about not eating cashew chicken Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm done with that until 2021, and whenever I get to finally have it in 2021, ooh, it's gonna be so sweet. There's no way you you follow through on this. All right, I don't well, believe it. So far, okay. So when this weather starts getting cool again next fall, you're going to eat cashew chicken. You're gonna do it. I, hey, all right. Th- this is fun. <laughs> I, I, this is a fun little <laughs> bit of a uh, podcast uh, fun we're having here. And I think the listeners are going to side with your boy, Dan, and they're going to back him up and they're going to boost him up. It's going to be like, (laughs) but the nuts are cashew nut. Yes. Yes. Andy, it'll be like that. (laughs) That thing you have to cut out completely. (laughs) Buddy, that's not what that is, pervert. It's about getting your pet spader neutered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> get a, how, got plenty of stuff to cut out now. How have you been, Andy? I've been great, man. Continuing to work on music stuff. Feel like I've talked about that too much already, but I think I got the whole album tracked, Dan. I might re-sing nice. one song, but the whole thing's done. Just got to mix it. Announced the uh, title and the the cover the other day. You know, didn't make a big announcement because nobody cares sure. about except my friends. But uh, album's called Secret Punk, Dan. Oh, I like it. Hold for applause. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like seeing your like sincere Twitter posts about 
the album. I truly oh, you thought do. those were sincere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, I think it's really good, and I'm trying not to be an egomaniac about it. But like, I listen to the songs. I'm like, these are good songs. I don't even know. I don't know who wrote these or anything, but <laughs> good songs. <laughs> once again, I I do think we're once the album is released, we will find that you are in a fugue state the whole time and re-recorded uh, just a bunch of smash hits. Uh, <laughs> smash mouth hits. Might as yeah. well be walking on the sun. <laughs> hey, that that's the other one. <laughs> I changed that's it the to other S- hit. I changed it to S-O-N. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a- as a result of me working on that, there isn't a real bio segment this week, Dan. It's partially that, also partially because when I sat down to do the research, there just was not that much out there about these two dudes' history, the owners of Black Market Smokehouse, which we are covering this week, which we can get into now, or we can just keep doing this. <laughs> <It's> whatever. <laughs> Andy, let's, you know, let's get let's get into it, Andy. I, I think I've got some things to say about Black Market Smokehouse this week. Oh, you do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> By the way, did you know that this is our hundredth recording? No, Andy. It's not our hundredth no episode. Hundredth recording because we have done um, five Tower Club episodes, and this is wow. episode ninety-five of the show. So this is the hundredth time we've done this, Dan. Now, not canonically our hundredth episode. That's still five episodes sure. down the line. Man, wouldn't it be great if we could do something publicly <laughs> for that as we had been planning on doing? That'd be so yeah. awesome. Yeah. We or or even like. Within 10 feet of one another. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the quarantine lifts Monday, mm-hmm. Dan, and mm-hmm. everything's going to be totally fine. <laughs> I, I've heard it's all over Monday. <laughs> yeah. I, I, didn't, I don't know the context for that either way, but uh, the, it's all over. <laughs> the, 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 the virus surrendered, Dan. It gave <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, Andy, I have been, you know, watching... RuPaul's Drag Race week to week on the VH1 app. Uh And for some reason on this app particularly, every single ad ad break, there is an ad. It's just Matthew McConaughey talking about how we're at war with the coronavirus. It's just a voiceover. And a bunch of footage of like nurses and stuff. And he calls the nurse like the nurses uh, medical troops or something and uh, <laughs> talks about how our weapon against the coronavirus is staying inside. And uh, I- I'm just, I frankly am glad that we won the war against the coronavirus <laughs> that uh, Matthew McConaughey has been uh, so, sultry talking, sultrily talking to me about. What's it take to get a purple heart in the war on the coronavirus? Obviously getting the coronavirus. Mm, Never yes. mind. Yeah. <laughs> Question answer. <laughs> That's how you get most of the battles. Okay. So uh, should we get into Black Market Smokehouse, Dan? Let's do it, Andy. Okay. Black Market Smokehouse is not a barbecue restaurant. Oh, well, you could add me fooled. <laughs> what is it then? Well, it's right there in the name, Dan. Smokehouse. Oh, all right. Kind of like your house. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to clue the listeners into what's happening on the Zoom right now, but... Uh... <laughs> I thought you were nothing. Nothing involving smoke <laughs> is happening on the Zoom. Let's talk about the time I almost burned my house down and still have uh, <laughs> yes. smoke damage in my yeah. kitchen. That's smoke the thing house, that happens. Smokehouse in a couple senses. You got the, <laughs> you know, you have smoke damage and you have 
your classic uh, Bob Marley and Scarface posters right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that totally make sense and together and somehow are very often lumped together. <laughs> Those vibes mesh. Tony Montana <laughs> and uh, uh, One Love. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Uh, it's important to owners Scott Pitts and Jason Delcor, perhaps Delcour. I'm not sure how to say his name. Delcor. That's sure on Pitts, though. One hundred percent sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it's Pites. <laughs> uh, Springfieldians understand the distinction between barbecuing meat and smoking it. Do you know there's a difference, Dan? I I mean I guess I kind of did, but I I had never really thought of it that way. No. You watch a lot of food TV. I feel like you know more like the ins and outs of food culture because you watch a lot of food shows more than I do. Yeah. Also, I'm just really smart. Like, yeah, uh, well, there is highly that. intelligent fellow. And um, <laughs> I, think no, you no, re- I think you retain things that you learn better than I do. I, I, I definitely retain like stupid trivia about like movie release dates and who has the rights to uh like <laughs> Mighty Mouse right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Dan? <laughs> Just dumb garbage. Probably Universal. I don't no, know. No, Mighty Mouse, he has his, he got his own life rights back. <laughs> oh, goodness. Good for him. Good for him, man. He's getting I, old. You yeah. know, he's a geriatric, but at least he can, he still wants to play himself in the movie. It's why they can't get it made. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask who's going to play him. <laughs> this is a great bio. Before me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so barbecuing meat and smoking it. Both methods use heat from nearby burning fire, but there are a pair of interrelated differences between the two methods. Barbecue uses direct higher temperature heat and takes less time while smoking uses lower indirect heat and takes much longer. The strategies yield distinct flavor profiles. With barbecue, you're mostly going to get to the meat taste and some char, but with smoking, you'll get the flavor of the wood it's mixed in there too, or more accurately, the wood smoke. Sure. Of course, there are all kinds of variations and twists between the two, but those are the basic differences between barbecuing and smoking, and that is key to what the owners of Black Market Smokehouse believe sets their restaurant apart from other BBQ joints in Springfield. They have... Oh, go ahead. Well, here's... here's That all makes sense to me, the difference between barbecuing and smoking. Mm-hmm. But I guess I more thought of it as like a barbecue is a rectangle and <laughs> smoking is a square in that like all <laughs> smoking is barbecuing, but not all barbecuing is necessarily smoking. Are the, you know, uh, uh, are the beans a rhombus? <laughs> Andy, I, you know, I have the whiteboard behind me here. I'd be glad to show you anything you want, but love, I don't know if we necessarily have time today. Love third grade geometry humor. <laughs> Gotta tell you, tough for third graders. Real yeah. hard to get all that stuff down. Maybe a little young to be doing classifying quadrilaterals. Just a tough thing to grasp anyway. You know, you, you, they call it math, and then you're introducing shapes. And <laughs> the, what, 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 what's a poor dyslexic boy to do? Succeed because you like the shapes better? <laughs> yeah. these, are, these are like my Legos. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> that's Dan as a kid. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that, that is exactly what I sounded like. <laughs> All right. So Jason and Scott aren't trying to be the best at a certain style of barbecue. You can go to plenty of places in town for St. Louis, Kansas City, or Memphis style meats, but there's only one place you can go in Springfield for black market meats, and that's uh, the black market. Mm-hmm. Smokehouse, wow. that is. 
The main idea driving Black Market is a rotating seasonal menu, which is a pretty novel idea for a barbecue place, at least here. They'll serve all kinds of different game depending on what's available. Uh, the initial menu was developed in conjunction with Wesley Johnson, former chef at the beloved By Me Metropolitan Farmer. Johnson had also formerly been the pastry chef at Chateau on the Lake, Bijan's, and Highland Springs, among other places. You can definitely see a pattern there. Do you notice the pattern, Dan? Uh, all all high-class establishments. Hmm. It gets more specific than that. Johnson <laughs> has tended to work for businesses run, run by outspoken, affluent conservatives that get in hot water financially. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Metropolitan <Yeah. laughs> Farmer was an offshoot of Pat Durant's Metropolitan Grill, which I did not put together until I did the research for I this. Did. That makes sense. Uh, and Metro Farmer got sued for breaking its lease in Farmer's Park after closing suddenly. Uh, I did a culinary obituary, obituary, <laughs> obituary about that place back when it closed. Uh, they announced the closure the day before the last day of business, and we just went the last day, and then that was it. Wow. And then they, they broke their lease to do that. Anyway, Wesley Johnson also worked for the Jalilis, who have had a few different bankruptcy filings, the most recent of which was Black Sheep, which is somehow still in operation. Uh, anyway, the point is, it's funny how kind of clicky the high-end restaurant seem, scene seems to be around here. But it also seems like Black Market breaks that tradition a little bit, which is cool. Because it's very, it's it's quite unlike any other place that Wesley Johnson has worked. And there's a lot of really creative and interesting uh, variations on typical barbecue stuff at this place. And I think you can see his influence there. Or maybe it's the other two guys. Maybe those are, they're the really creative guys. I don't know. I mean, but, uh, no matter what. I, when I got to go inside Black Market uh, just to pick up my order there, and on the video menus behind the food, the image oh displayed, uh -huh. uh, of course, was a uh, one had Deadpool, <laughs> one was uh -huh. uh, Snake Eyes from GI Joe, and the other one I think was Shadow Strike from yeah. GI Joe. The the All other ninja. <laughs> All characters with swords. Yes. It's like full All body. masked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, characters with swords, which is really interesting. I, I did go in. This is the first time that I went inside a restaurant uh, for the show in uh, months, man. Honestly, felt pretty good. <laughs> felt pretty good to uh, be inside a building where the food was going to be served. Dan, right now I am going to, I want to go over all the other businesses that have occupied this building. Okay. Sure. We have covered several of them. Okay, this was uh, a location of a big fat burritos for a while. Oh, whoa. Okay. It was a Burrito Brothers before that. It was a Cheesy's Pizza from roughly yes, 2005 to familiar. 2010. Absolutely. While I was in college, uh, me and my uh, college girlfriend would get a Cheesy's Pizza and just split it down the middle. Both eat half a pizza. Was that and, four uh, or five dollars for just the five cheese? dollars? Well, it might have been four for a cheese, but we would always get a pepperoni. Can you imagine eating half of a large pizza just in one sitting? I could never do that. Two <laughs> slices, slice and a half. Two. No, Andy, I I can't imagine that at all. Time, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm racking my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it was a place called Isca Italian Scallion Pasta Company. You heard of that one? I don't. No. I don't recognize that at all. <laughs> it was a little, a little Caesar's pizza. Mm -hmm. It was a Medicare Glazer Vision Center. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, that was in the nineties. I had a nice panini there once. 
<laughs> that was not a panini, my friend. <laughs> also, you were 10. <laughs> no, you weren't. You were born in 1992, 1991. So you would have been like uh, <laughs> from age one to four <laughs> when you ate a panini at the <laughs> Medicare Glazer Vision Center. Muddux Pizza, which it became yes. after Cheesies. Yeah. And I believe that was some sort of weird franchising mishap where it was basically still Cheesies Pizza. Not been a, a fan. Pasta, not good. Been a Pasta Express. Not you're a, a big, fan. You're a big Pasta <laughs> Express. It's also been a Purple Burrito. Yes. Uh, owned by one Percival Bernito, actually. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, subject of a very, very early episode of Spring Food Mogo. Go check out episode four, Purple Burrito. Uh-huh. I think he's shown up a couple times since then. You know what? <laughs> we should have. We definitely should have contacted him about this episode. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Too bad. That's all I've got about Black Market, Dan. I got to say, I was really excited for this place to open back uh, when it was new. It opened in 2008, summer 2008, by the way. Mostly because of the involvement of Wesley Johnson, because I was such a huge fan of uh, his work at Metropolitan Farmer. I mean, that, that D- restaurant was excellent. Next week's uh, Tower Club episode, we're going to be talking about dead restaurants. Oh, yeah. And you better believe that Metropolitan Farmer is going to come up there for me, as well as another Pat Duran restaurant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm going to talk about. One of my like least favorite Springfield business owners, got to say... Does great food. Really, really does a great job with the food aspect. (laughs) Anyway, tell me about your history with Black Market, if you have any. Uh, I have zero, Andy. I live very close to Black Market. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the closer restaurants we've done here. And I've just never been. I think you summer 2018 is when it opened. And... I had definitely been to plenty of the places before that. That's also right around the time that I moved very, very close, but just ne- never even wandered in. I've always been very interested. Uh-huh. In fact, it's why I suggested it this uh-huh. week. Uh-huh. We have been doing places that are close to where I live. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not coincidental. <laughs> so I figured it was nice enough, uh, nice for us to do one close to where you live. Uh, so I... I was very excited for this place to open, like I said, because Wesley Johnson was involved. I went twice during the first month that it was opened, and I ordered different things both times. The second time I came in, one of the owners heard me order, and I was in line, and there were people in line behind me. And he said really loudly, like loudly so everyone can hear, it was like, oh, this guy's one of our regulars. He's, he's always in there ordering <laughs> the half rack, of wi- half rack of ribs. And I was like, okay, I, none of that is true. None of that is true. And it was like all for show. I don't... He I wasn't like it. teasing me. I think he was just trying to like impress people that they already had regulars and he was just brazenly lying. <laughs> now, I don't think it was one of the owners, but I was very much uh, conversed with by yeah. s- somebody at Black Market, a very nice guy who uh, saw me the first time, talked to me for a little while, and then recognized me the second time and asked me if I liked my sandwich, remembered which sandwich I got. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh, d- d- tight operation there. Seems like they're not getting a lot of orders right now. You're also a memorable looking man. Uh, hey. You're hot, buddy. <laughs> hey, thank you, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody's going to forget a body like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got. I, I do famously have a, a big old dump truck. I, I'm, I'm packing a big, big fat dump truck in the back. <laughs> big old cheeks. Famously, <laughs> look, 
I was trying to be complimentary. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. I am. I'm a certified hottie. I get it. <laughs> okay. So I had not been back to black market since then. I found it. I don't know. Off putting. Um, despite the fact that I really like the food, I was actually kind of proselytizing on behalf of the food at this place, specifically the ribs, which I really enjoyed, uh, that second time that I got them. And I don't know, maybe just like this, I was being a punk. It was like, Oh, he said, I'm a regular guess. Who's not going to be a regular now. It's like proving something to him. I maybe don't know. he's sort of like a barbecue precog. Like he knew <laughs> you were going to like the ribs so much that he's just like this guy. Loves the ribs. Uh-huh. No, it was about impressing the people behind me in line and <laughs> trying to cultivate a community of regulars. You were going to be a, a regular, and then you decided to break the chain, much like devs. <laughs> you made a choice, okay. Andy. Yes, I did. You're right. <laughs> the different versions of me jetted off in different directions, and many of those became regulars of Black Market yeah. Smokehouse, but the one that exists in this universe did not. <laughs> I, I think a big part of it is um, I'm not... I, I like barbecue a lot, Dan. Sure. But especially if I'm eating by myself, it is never going to be my top choice. Yeah. It, every, it's kind of a strange thing to get alone. It's so heavy. Every now and again, I get a craving for that KC meltdown at Crosstown, and Ooh. that's that's what I what I do whenever I'm craving barbecue. But I think that's more the reason I didn't become a regular black market is that I don't necessarily need a big uh, dose of red meat sure. in my regular diet. It needs to be more of a special occasion thing. So, all right. So this week when I went, I tried to order the beef cheek burnt ends which are the top item on the mm-hmm. menu online, but they were out. I think they're out for the season. I think those were a seasonal item that they no longer have. So instead, I got my regular order, a half rack of ribs. Uh, when they first opened, I was doing combo platters because you could get like a half rack of ribs and you get two sides with that. And uh, they don't do that anymore. You, everything's a la carte. That's kind of the cool thing to do now. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that there was virtually nothing that came with a side that wasn't chips it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a very sandwich heavy uh menu here yeah for sure you, they do the thing a lot of barbecue places do where you can get the meats by the pound or quarter pound or half pound mm-hmm. or you can get them in a sandwich form you know what let's talk about those sauces first let's get a sauce count dan why don't you give us a new sauce count theme somebody sauce me Okay, I said a new sauce count theme. Well, you know, it's kind of a variant <laughs> on the former one. Remix! <laughs> it completely moves away from the uh, musical melody of the mask <laughs> theme, but okay. still uses uh, the iconic writing. Yeah, I, I made the move to retire all those old Chinese New Year themes and just have them replaced them. We got to figure something else sure. out for that. Anyway, I got three sauces, Dan. Uh, there's one kind of spicier barbecue sauce, one more traditional barbecue sauce, and I believe uh, some like house-made ranch or some kind of white sauce came the second time I got it. I definitely uh, the, had the ranch. I, I feel like it was ranch, uh, mm-hmm. but, I, but I only tried one of their barbecue sauces. Oh, they, they didn't give you two? No, and maybe it's because neither of my orders were barbecue forward. Uh, I, you know, they're very serious about this smokehouse thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I got two sandwiches. I'm famously a sandwich boy and neither of them. Uh, w- w- the first one came with barbecue sauce, but the second one, not even. 
Yeah. So you're going to hear me say this word a lot, but like the spicier sauce was uh, quite peppery. Mm. Uh, very peppery. The other one was sweeter and had a little, both of them had sort of a woodsy flavor, you, you know, kind of sure. woody, oh, which yeah. I really enjoyed. I thought, these sauces barbecue were, sauce. <laughs> I thought these sauces were really good. I thought the sauce was really tasty. Also really liked that house made ranch a lot. Um, I thought the ranch was great. I really, really enjoyed the barbecue sauce that I was given. I, I think it was probably the mild one rather than the spicy, but I, once again, I, I wasn't really asked. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we're pretty far from the Hidden Valley, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, boy, are we. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're, we're beyond the, the Hidden Valley <laughs> of the dolls. <laughs> what? Okay. Let's talk about sides, Dan. Let's run down some sides. How many did you try? Just two, Andy. Two. I tried three. I win. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy is the official winner for the, uh, for the sideline report this week. Did you uh, try that loaded potato salad? I did, Andy. Who boy, oh boy, Ooh, Dan. Boy, oh boy, oh. Andy. That finally some like. Let me get just one potato salad. They in town cracked it. That, that they cracked like, it. Does something beyond now? I I have one complaint about the potato salad before we get into praising it. Not enough in the container. <laughs> Give me more of it. <laughs> no, I had. Some chunks of potato that were simply too big, Andy. Oh, that I had some. I had some big fat boys, and uh, I, I like the sauce so much that you don't get as much coverage. You get a lot of bald potato. That way. Disagree with you there, All right, Dan. Andy. All Love right, those Andy. big chunky chunks. Go, Vary get up the it, texture. <laughs> okay, potatoes skin uh -huh. on. Yes. It rules. Of course, the skin comes on, comes off, and it sort of just kind of is mixed in there with everything else. But I'm on the record as loving cooked potato skin. Mm -hmm. Leave them on every time. Don't care what kind of potato you're cooking. Give me that skin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you're famously Mr. Skin. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call me. <laughs> Everyone calls you. No, that. no, no, no. You can actually Monsieur. get Andy's new album at uh, MrSkin.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check it out. Yeah, go click on uh, the album's called Basic Instinct. Okay, <laughs> yes. let's move on. Um, this had a light mustardy flavor, very light mm -hmm. mustardy flavor. I'm not the biggest fan of mustard, but there's mustard seeds in there too. Oh, yeah. So you get the texture as well. Those seeds, ton and of mustard seeds, so creamy. Oh, yes, it's creamy, but you get those big chunks of big fat fat potatoes mm -hmm. that Dan doesn't like. Oh, such a great mix of flavors and textures. There's other seasoning stuff going on in there too. Some sort of green <laughs> plant spice. I, th I think green onion maybe yeah. is in there. Cut mm -hmm. real finely. This is special. This is really really good. This was salad. delicious, and typically like potato salad as a side at a barbecue restaurant is is either going to be from like an okay Cisco product to pretty good homemade potato salad. Mm -hmm. But I, I think this one, th this one's the top, Sandy. Uh-huh. Absolutely. This is, I don't remember all the potato salads we tried, but there's a pretty good chance it's the best potato salad I've uh, tried for the show. Tell me about another side you got. Andy, I, I want to run something by you on That's the me. potato salad real quick. You're Andy. Uh -huh. My girlfriend, the beautiful. She actually has a new nickname for herself. Oh. I ran. She wanted to just try this one out. Uh, okay. This is her suggestion. So uh, uh, Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
just hold the whole phrase shredder from the teenage mutant ninja turtles well yeah i mean okay. so you don't it. get her like confused with some with other another shredder, shredder? <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like a paper shredder like a paper in my shredder. office yeah absolutely it's <laughs> because um, she runs through all the money you make man <laughs> oh, shred that paper gender norms <laughs> <laughs> andy she I ordered... spend women's money because I'm a feminist. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, oh, I spend so many women's money. <laughs> I'm emptying females, emptying females' bank accounts all around town. <laughs> so that, that, that's just that's just feminism, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> just just somebody uh. clip out me saying that's just feminism, ladies. <laughs> I'm fully canceled. <laughs> Andy, so my girlfriend, the beautiful Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, she ordered a sentence that has never been uttered before in the the entire existence of humanity. The beautiful Shredder, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she ordered a sandwich called the Brick. Mm. Uh, she's a big Ben Folds fan, and also likes meatloaf. I only had one small bite of the sandwich. Very lovely. Can't speak on it too much. But the menu said it came with potato wedge fries. Okay. And uh-huh. her order did not come with potato wedge fries. Okay. Rather, we just received chips. Ah. Uh, those are but, like cousins. Andy, first of all, they're not. okay i I don't have time to break down the family tree of the uh fried potatoes here we quite literally have nothing but time (laughs) get into that family tree (laughs) i think that this potato salad is the potato wedges i think these are already Mm. fried potato wedges that are then put in a creamy sauce that's why that skin is so extra good on them I love this potato salad. It's a it's mm. a it's a top top notch top notch tater salad. Yeah, there's one plate. Well, it's gone actually. Um, Yoshi Jin used to do a an Asian mm. potato salad where they would fry the potatoes first, and that was fantastic. But it was a different yeah. flavor profile altogether. It's like more of a gingery potato salad. It's the only other place I know for sure that uh, had a house made fried potato salad. What else? What other sides did you try, Dan? <laughs> we somehow found our way back to that glorious potato salad. So, well, Andy, of course, I had the beautiful chips, as as <laughs> we already mentioned here, and uh, not to spoil it, but I liked them a lot. Those uh, house made, yes, yeah, awesome. they absolutely are. Oh, you didn't get to try them with either no, of yours. Didn't. Oh wow, Andy, these chips, as far as like chips from a restaurant goes, that some of the best I've had. Uh, absolutely fantastic. My first order. Uh, well, my first order was at home, eaten at home, so I was a little closer. The chips were just like so perfectly crispy on the outside, but still soft on the inside. Mm. And I feel like that ranch is meant for the chips as well as these sweet and spicy pickles, Andy. Oh, you lay one of those bad boys right on top of the chip. Oh my god, that was just. After I had finished my sandwich both times, I just had this like full box of these homemade chips with pickles that I, I just enjoyed throughout the rest of the day, Andy. I, 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 it's weird to uh, place a pickle on top of a uh, potato chip 
and enjoy it so, but I it it was heavenly, Andy. Heavenly. Wow. That sounds great. Just sounds like really heaven. <laughs> Man, I tried some Brussels sprouts, Dan. You Ooh. know I love Brussels. I'm a little bit of a Brussels boy. A little bit of a Bruss head, as we call ourselves in the Brussels sprout lover community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when I communicate with my other Bruss heads on the Bruss head Reddit, subreddit, gets a little NSFW uh-huh. in there. You're, you're a Bruss bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Bruss, big time Bruss bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, tried these in the car to make sure I gave them the best shot possible. You know, most of the time I've been taking sure. this stuff home to eat it. This place is a little bit of a drive for me, maybe 12, 15 minutes, eh, a little less. Uh, they had a nice, crispy outer layer, and they immediately brought to mind the Brussels sprouts at Metropolitan Farmer Dan, oh. which I miss dearly because they were awesome. The ones you, at Metropolitan you spoke Farmer on them before. I, yeah, they're, they're so good. I believe the ones at Metropolitan Farmer had some bacon integrated, and these did not have any bacon. So they were still a little bit different. But I think they may be using the same kind of oil, whatever oil they were frying those in back at the old place. Um, Yeah, the outer layers of these were just perfect. I mean, just Mm. the exact right level of crispiness, which is to say, very, very crispy, Dan. Absolutely. I got to say that they were maybe a little, uh, just a tad undercooked on the inside. They were pretty tough in the middle. Some of the pieces, hard to chew even. However, the bottom of that container, it was almost like somebody had shaken up the container and it was just full of little crispies, Dan. Ooh. Just so tasty. They kind of reminded me of the texture of kale chips. If kale chips were actually good, which they're not, let's stop pretending. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could get a full order of just the Brussels sprouts crispies. And I think you could do that. I think you could just like shave the layers off the Brussels sprouts and just make a whole pan of crispies. Oh, absolutely. But uh, despite that they were a little undercooked, I think they were very good. Very good. Oh, it was just I, such a satisfying crunch. I, I was going to get the Brussels sprouts had you not gotten them. I, I, I wanted to go for some other sides, but I, they were all out. I, mm-hmm. when I Whenever I went in, I looked at their menu and I wrote down a couple of sides that were still on their video menu. And whenever I called in the second time, I asked for them. They had smoked mac and cheese. Uh-huh. Oh, they had it? They didn't have that when no, I was no. there. No, they did not. Oh, they, okay. Uh, they okay. didn't have it. It's street uh, corn. Street corn is what I wanted. The elote casserole. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, goodness. You know but I love some street another corn. Another seasonal option. I think one of the summer options now is like a cucumber and onion salad, which I'm mm. just not a big fan of, but, you know, teach their own. But, but yeah, that w- those were all the sides that I get on, got into. Okay. I also tried some pits beans. I was like, why Ooh. Why is it called pits beans? And then yeah. I learned the guy's name. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. I like it. I'm a fan of the pun. That's great. Yeah. My That's notes, fantastic. which I did not... Which which I did not update. My notes say, maybe Brad Pitt, but it turns out, no, that guy's name is Pitts. Uh, there's a lot going on with these beans, Dan. Uh, at least three types of beans in there, some black beans, some red beans, some kind of kidney-looking beans, as well as a fair amount of meat, which is either like stringy brisket or pulled pork. It's kind of hard to tell when it's all in there together. You can also see some mustard seeds floating around in there. Or floating is not right because the, like the broth or whatever is so thick. It's almost congealed, and it's so, like, all the components are suspended more than they are floating. These beans looked awesome, but when I took a bite, I was kind of taken aback by the flavor, which was basically just, it was like a syrupy sweetness offset by a lot of black pepper, Dan. So much black pepper. It was kind of a weird experience, because I could tell these would have been, like, awesome without all that black pepper that permeated everything. Um I don't know. I just got the feeling that this wasn't normal. Like this, maybe there, maybe there was too much black pepper. Sure. This, uh, 
preparation of these beans because they looked good and I, I just felt like they would have tasted way, way, way better with a little less seasoning. But I don't know. You didn't try the beans at all? I didn't. You, th- you think mm. uh, Pepper Potts got back there? Almost certainly. Yeah. That's a very good joke, Dan. A plus. Thank you. Gold medal. We'll have yeah. your ceremony after the episode. You see, I, I often take things that you say and, and try to think of uh, something that is also that word. Uh-huh. Just to like, give a little insight into my process here. Dan, you know this is our hun- the hundredth time we've done this. <laughs> I know how j- it worked with joking. <laughs> Believe it or not, I figured out how the joking thing goes. <laughs> I know how it works with joking in a word association. <laughs> I've been associating words since I was like nine or ten, Dan. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't I know. <laughs> All right. Let's get into those entrees. Dan, I did try the ribs. The half rack of ribs. Wow. Thick layer of reddish black char on the outside. They look gorgeous, Dan. Wow. They just look so Beautiful. good. And I got to say, the pictures I took were not great because there's too much light. It's kind of hard to get the light right in my house because I'm ignorant. Uh, anyway, these pulled apart very easily. And you could also like pull pieces of meat off the bone for dipping. Like You didn't necessarily have to bite into it like a wild animal which as established last week, I am in fact a wild animal. Uh, but when you did, there was like nothing left on the bone. All the meat would come off, which is great. It's just so tender. A lot of times ribs make me feel like I'm not getting my money's work. It's like so much other stuff left on the bone that isn't really edible, like gristle or you get those chunks sure. of fat, you know, which is just how it goes. But uh, those were on there uh, towards like one side. But for the most part, you could just pull everything off of the bone and it was awesome. It was Ooh. crazy how little gristle there was for most of these ribs. Anyway, the best thing about the ribs uh, when they're done right is like a huge variety of textures you can get. You get like that crispy dry outside and the meat inside is like all different levels of tenderness. I can get like tender and juicy and succulent parts and then some that are a little bit tougher. The best ribs don't have any suctions that are like too tough to eat or enjoy. And the black market ribs are like that, man. I could eat just about everything that was there. I did run into a little gristle towards the end, which is is part of it with ribs, you know. But, man, I really felt like I got my money's worth. Um, They were very savory, very salty, whatever they're – I think they do some kind of dry rub with these before or after Yeah, I think it's dry rub on everything. Not grilled. Uh, On their their door there, it says dry rub. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, they did make me very thirsty. That's not a complaint because I really enjoyed this. I mean, obviously, they have a very distinct smoky flavor. If I knew more about the different types of wood and what those tasted like, I could probably tell you what type of wood it was. So they only use two types of wood. Another fact from their front door. I think it was cherry and hickory. Okay, I'm I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm, I'm fairly sure. I, uh, I, I, the second time I ate, I ate with somebody else who got uh, chicken, got the barbecued chicken or the smoked chicken. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me a lot of the ribs. So, whatever, I think it was the same uh, wood that they were smoking the chicken with. And it also had the same outer texture. I don't think I'd really had chicken like that either, but the outside layer of that chicken was very similar to the ribs. Like it was so charred. And the inside was still, like I said, succulent and tender. I got to stop saying succulent. I've said that like two or three episodes in a row now. But uh, <laughs> man, was really impressed with the ribs. Also really enjoyed the chicken that I had a bite of. Tell me about one of your entrees, Dan. Oh, Andy, I started it off with 
with a uh, with the big fat dedict, Andy. Ooh, I, I, I had to do it to him. I had to do it to him. Uh, our Tower Club listeners will uh, have just heard me exercise this dedict in the last "What You Eat" episode at the Panini Grill. Had to get the Cuban in Black Market's case, the oh, Barbie yeah. Cuban, Andy. Smoked ham and pulled pork with Swiss cheese, pickles, Carolina mustard on grilled bread. Andy, you said you didn't have any sandwiches. I did. You did have a sandwich, but mm-hmm. with no chips. Wow. Interesting, Andy. I got a different side. I, I, I got my sure. uh, uh, some some other kind. I got That's when I got the glorious potato salad. So Swapped sandwich. It. Swapped yeah. it. Andy, thick ham. Thick mm-hmm. cut of ham. Just big old slice right off the dang thing. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's, it's it's a slice off the ham, but it's still ham. Uh-huh. Yes, Dan, whenever you take a slice from the ham, it does not cease to be ham. But is it? Is there a word for the full piece of ham, you know? Like yeah, I think the ham block. I think it's called the slice. I don't know, Dan. A ham block. That's good. For, yeah, the place from which the slice comes. You know... A lot of times, Christmas dinner, it's like my favorite Joe Cornish film, Attack the Ham Block. <laughs> so bad. Go ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> jokes for nobody. <laughs> bad jokes for nobody. Thick cut Please of ham. A uh, nice pile of juicy, juicy pulled pork. Tons of melted Swiss cheese. And both times, uh, both of my sandwiches that I had here had the melted Swiss cheese on there. And both times there was a nice Maillard browning to it, Andy, which I love a little bit of that on my cheese. Uh, they're reminiscent of a lovely pizza, you know? <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I feel yeah, like sure. I, I don't know no, I what they're melting that cheese under. Maybe a broiler or something. Probably some heat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think they put some some heat on this cheese, uh-huh. Andy. And uh, I got to say. More, more places should try that, heating up the hey, cheese. <laughs> life hack, add heat to cheese to melt it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a very funny King of the Hill joke where somebody asks Bobby Hill, did you know that you have to heat up Italian food? And Bobby <laughs> responds, you got to melt the cheese. So <laughs> Not bad. Good joke. Let's do <laughs> more. Let's, what other jokes from sitcoms do you like, Dan? Uh, there's a lot from King of the Hill, actually. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and dive in there. Uh, Black Market Grill, very good, but now we're on to the King of the Hill portion of the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, I, the sandwich I tried, Dan. Andy, I was not done with the barbecue, but oh, not I'm even sorry. close. My, my sincerest apologies. Please continue, good sir. Thick French crusty, crusty bread, Andy. Mm. Nice French roll. Pretty sure that's what all the sandwiches are served on. Lovely helping of these sweet and spicy pickles just on the sandwich and then in the box. I'm putting extra ones on there. Lovely mustardy flavor. The, the big mustard place here. Yep. Yep. Hot, hot, big with the mustard. And it's uh, not I like love it. French's. It's not like French's mustard. Don't no. get the wrong idea. It's like Car- mustard Carolina seedy mustard. mustard. Yeah. Real it deal. It's what they call it on here. The good and, stuff. Uh, man. Lovely, lovely Cuban, Andy. I did. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and uh, not my favorite sandwich I had. Wow, he's waggling his eyebrows, folks. An eyebrow that is a they got a lot of range. Charlie Chaplin esque <laughs> eyebrow waggle. It's good. We got to get some footage of this on the internet. 
Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I gotta gonna have to go through the comb through the video to find this and uh, put it online for sure. All right, I tried the tri tip sandwich. Dan had three or four layers of slices of tri tip. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what tri tip was until I uh, looked it up after I ate this. Dan, tri tip is beef, mm-hmm. and it says there are they are sirloin cuts cut into a triangle. Oh, I, that's why they're called a tri tip. It's a I triangular cut of sirloin. That's it. <laughs> sure. Um, I up until this point, I thought tri-tip was whenever you left thirty percent gratuity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, just I even, get that. I'm just giving the listeners time to laugh. It's a just a pause or a multiple of three to go. They're, they're driving. Roll down the window. Hey, get a load of this. Thirty percent gratuity. It's tri-tip. Here's here's where I would have gone. Uh, it, it's like whenever you. Uh, you're you're putting the the tip in the little black folder there, but then you drop it all over the floor and it scatters everywhere. Mm. Nah, you, tri- you tried. You tried the tip. <laughs> no, okay, that's not not bad. You have to change the uh, you have to change the spelling of the first word to make that one work. Whereas mine, uh, y- it stays the same. So I'm, I think I made a better joke. Okay, <laughs> so now that that's settled. <laughs> Listeners, go to our Instagram poll to, d- to vote on which tri-tip <laughs> joke was better. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so uh, this reminded me a lot of brisket, Dan. The the menu does make uh, a big deal about the tri-tips. Apparently, they sous vide sous vide it for uh, sixteen six, hours. Sixteen hours, and then uh, and then they throw it in the smoker or a grill to char the outside. And I got to say that outside once again is uh, fantastic. Like this this place, they know how to char the outer layer of the meat. It's really. Mm. Great. Gotta say, this was maybe a little too well done and a little too dry for my taste. Uh, not particularly tender. Uh, not, not exactly the tender treat promised by the menu description, Dan. Sure. Gotta say, really liked the bread it was on, though. It was a pretty oh. traditional bun, but man, it was soft and rich and uh, really enjoyed the bread. I liked this sandwich. I was just a little let down from these sort of like... Uh, it's a very promising menu description, and I felt like the item did not really live up to it. And if it had just been presented as a standard sandwich, not like a $15 special sandwich, it was a $15 sandwich, it would have been, uh, I would have liked it more, you know? Oh, it looks absolutely incredible on the menu. Also, I, I almost ordered it, but before you said that you got it. I may be wrong about this, but I think the picture has cheese. And it did not have cheese. <laughs> Definitely has some kind of yellow sauce on yeah, there. But it it's was not just mentioned meat. in the menu description. So it Who was knows? just just meat and bread, which is fine. I dipped it in the sauce, and the sauces are good, as I said. This just wasn't as good as the ribs, but I, even though I still really liked it. Tell me about your other Sandy Dan. That's like whenever you you pay for a little extra for like your concert ticket or something, and then you get to uh, to meet the person, but they don't acknowledge you. Dan, Dan, did you come listen? I gotta refuse. I gotta play this back so you can hear what Dan just said. Just me, <laughs> Peggy. That's new. Okay. Yeah, it's some dude's wife. <laughs> Peggy. Some, some dude's wife, Peggy, hanging out at your house. Okay. <laughs> it's my new, uh, my new character, married male spring food mo listener. <laughs> yells that is awesome i love that (laughs) (laughs) andy the smoked brisket french dip Mm, almost meant for this 
You know I, I love didn't. a French dip, Andy. You know mm-hmm. I love it. This was my second trip here. The menu describes it as smoked brisket piled high with Swiss cheese served on French bread and a rich au jus sauce. They took you to the Alps? No, they sure did, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they did. Now, I wouldn't necessarily describe this as piled high. It was two slices of brisket, but they were fairly thick cut Uh and long enough to accommodate this full like six inch French loaf, just big old pieces of brisket, but I don't know how high they were piled, but that's all right, Andy, because this was a French dip. Unlike I've ever had. I, I, I tried a couple bites of it dry with, without the au jus just to get kind of a, you know, taste for it. And once again, the Swiss cheese was just melted on there with some sort of a salamander, maybe. Who knows what kind of fancy equipment they got back there. (laughs) Did you say salamander? Yeah, that's a a kitchen, like, broiler, but not in an oven. Oh, okay. See, I don't know stuff. You know stuff because you watch food TV. It it licks the uh, top of your food with flames. Licks it with flames. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it's not with a salamander (laughs) tongue. Yeah, <laughs> it licks it with a uh, living salamander. Okay. What I, that is to say, very, very lovely and melty once again. Great sandwich without the au jus, and then you dip it in there, Andy, and it just awakens the whole thing. You get that smoky brisket, mm-hmm. it, just all the little crevices in there soak up that au jus, and then the bread is once again this thick, crusty French roll that just really soaks it up. Uh, they give you a pretty good portion of au jus, pretty similar to what you would get with any kind of takeout French dip. And Andy, I, I'd say I used... Almost all of it, maybe an eighth of the au jus behind. Wow. That's how much this sandwich soaks up. It is meant to be dipped in there, which I love. You know, it's a the au jus. I, I think the last time I had a French dip for the sandwich, I observed that the au jus felt like just a canned beef stock uh-huh. of some sort, just super dark, super salty. But this one was clearly house made, or at least a nicer, like box of beef stock um because that's you know whenever you get fancy stuff starts coming in boxes really good really good not so dark not so crazy salty just a lovely brown au jus i loved this sandwich just i i've never i would never think to put brisket on a french dip uh but man I, i i will definitely be getting this again Man, that sounds fantastic. I it, it was the thing I wanted most from the menu, and for whatever reason, I chose not to get it for that reason, just to try other stuff, because I'm trying to avoid, like, typical stuff, you know, so try to vary up my choices a little bit. Yeah, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that one of us at least got just a plain smoked meat. I, uh-huh. you know, I, I did go pretty sandwich heavy on this episode. One thing we didn't get to cover at all, the wings, a lot of oh, wings yeah. on this menu, and I, I, I really meant to get some, but my second order was at work, and it just was not going to happen. Not mm-hmm. not going to eat some uh, hot wings at work. No, can't do it. Yeah, it, it makes all the, the dogs mad at the, uh, <laughs> the, the shelter. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, 
I mean, you're when you say work, you just like live in a kennel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I live at the dog shelter <laughs> and All work right, should, with the other dogs. <laughs> should we rate Black Market Smokehouse, Dan? I think I'm ready, Andy. How many Kimbrew classics would you rate Black Market Smokehouse out of five? Andy, classic being go the location. Four point seven five, Andy. Wow. Only, Unreal. Yeah, I I I really, really enjoyed everything mm-hmm. I had from Black Market. Every, every single item I had I I thought was phenomenal. Um I'm just gonna give him a five. I, I don't oh, know why wow. I would just not give him a five if I if I think everything was so great. I, I thought yeah. it was awesome. I, I really love Black Market. I had a great I had two great meals there. You know, again, barbecue's not my top choice. So I feel like my barbecue ceiling, it's gotta be a very extraordinary for me to give it a five as you mm-hmm. have done. So I think I'm gonna give it a rock solid four out of five. Wow. Dan. Dropping a big uh, fat four on him. I will say, I, as much as I enjoy this place, it's not my uh, favorite barbecue place in town. That would be something that I mentioned earlier in the episode that I don't need to repeat right now during this rating section. Mm-hmm. But uh, great work, Black Market Smokehouse. Can't wait to get those Brussels again. Can't wait to get that potato salad again. You could just make a meal of the sides. Now, Andy, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Crosstown Barbecue can still be your favorite barbecue spot in town, as it is mine. Oh, this is your favorite but smokehouse. Black Market Smokehouse is by far my favorite smokehouse in town. So wow, I, okay, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go give say it's my favorite smokehouse <laughs> in town as well. Uh, four out of five. <laughs> 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 well, Dan, you prepared a second segment for us. Why don't you give oh, us the premise boy, of uh, this I, very Andy. special second segment about which I am very excited. So, Andy, this episode, of course, is going to release on Tuesday, but uh, as Everyone knows for the last month or so, a lot of us have been quarantining. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the world's still quarantining. Uh, of course, epidemic over in yep. Missouri. Welcome back, Springfield. So, <laughs> so, How's day two going? <laughs> no more need for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. how, are, how are people acting? <laughs> uh-huh. Is everybody being really cool? Hey, so, it was fun seeing everybody out at Icon the other night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was at... Uh, Icon no longer exists, right? Is that the it's gone? I was going to say I was at Dice. Is that even a place? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, no, nor do I. Andy. Zan. We were just chilling at Zan with the homies the other night. <laughs> <laughs> Scoping some babes. God. Andy. Okay. Well, folks, we're putting together... I've never together. been inside Zan. <laughs> it looks terrible. Those metallic doors had a couple Zans inside of you, though. No, never. I take pro anxiety medication. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, in an alternate reality where the uh, quarantine is still happening, famously virus over in Missouri, Mm -hmm. but in an alternate reality where the quarantine went on for, say, another month or so. I think it would be fun to pick who we would like to quarantine with, Andy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've decided here this week to put together our very own quarantine dream team. Love it. Love this premise a lot, Dan. Now, I don't know how you approached it, and you can give me the details here in a moment, but I approached this as individuals with whom it would just be me and them rather than having all these people here at once. <laughs> was that what I was supposed to do? <laughs> well... 
It's not really a team. <laughs> Here's the thing, Andy. Uh-huh. Uh, for mine, at least, and um, I, I'm hoping you go along as well. Uh, I, I was thinking we, we, of course, are in an apartment complex. Uh, <laughs> and uh, our dream team, uh, myself, huh? and my, my dream team. So this is like Melrose Place? <laughs> yes. Well, we all live in a complex together, but these are six-bedroom apartments, Andy. So uh, my dream team, at least, will be quarantining in a six-bedroom apartment, uh, one bathroom, one galley kitchen, uh, no dishwasher. <laughs> no one gets to bring their family, uh, but <laughs> their family is better off, i.e. happier, healthier, without them there for the month. So no worry of anybody's family being in danger without them there. Uh, everyone has their phones. But we, no one has like a great data plan. Like it doesn't last super long. Uh, and there's one desktop computer in the living room. Okay. So that, that's how that's I'm going to be ruling. So hyper specific. Mine. That's how I'm ruling mine. If you would like to live in the same apartment complex as me, feel free to co opt your own personal six bedroom apartment. <laughs> I, I do have one more rule, Andy. Okay. And I hope this doesn't affect your list at all. And, uh -huh. and that is a. Uh, Next door to us lives the actual 1992 United States men's Olympic basketball <laughs> team, a.k.a. the dream team. So you can't quarantine with any of them because they're already in the complex. That's so good. Is That's that going to mess the... up your list at all? Yeah, I got to take John Stockton, Carl Malone, Hakeem okay. Olajuwon. I got to take all of them off. Okay, no, so no <laughs> Michael right Jordan. Uh, Hakeem was not on the team, but Carl Malone and John Stockton definitely were. No Scottie Pippen, of course. Uh, no, no Patrick Ewing. No Charles Barkley. David Robinson, Larry Bird. Christian Leitner, of course. Chris Mullen. No Magic Drexler. Johnson. Uh, oh, man. I got to take Drexler off the list. <laughs> Clyde Drexler's going oh, Cl to How am I going to tell Clyde? <laughs> and, and there is, you know, it's an apartment complex. And uh, famously, my girlfriend, the lovely... Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does not participate in the show too much, but uh, she decided to this week, what with oh. her picking her own nickname, she wanted to put together her own dream team. Nice. So there's, a, un, there's another five people that you can't have. Hey, is great. That, is that okay? Let, okay. Let, me just, let me just lay them out there. All right. I, I asked my girlfriend. Uh, Shredder who, from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Who she would want Master to. Master Shredder from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Who she would like power. to. <laughs> quarantined with and she responded with almost lightning speed andy <laughs> she thought this um, through who yeah, would i rather I, be with than dan <laughs> i i really hope <laughs> that you don't have any of these people on your list okay um god the <laughs> devil jesus the best psychic in the world <laughs> and joaquin phoenix <laughs> wow <laughs> she's very funny <laughs> So hopefully you did not have God, Jesus, the devil, the best psychic in the world, or Mr. Joaquin Phoenix. I did not have any of them. <laughs> Joaquin seems like he would be a terrible quarantine roommate to me. Oh, she 100% chose him to uh, cheat on me for a month with, <laughs> <laughs> which is perfectly fine. I, I love Joaquin, and he's, he's an absolutely beautiful angel, so, you know. be hard to cheat with at least two of those <laughs> other ones. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Dan, I got to say our approaches were very different. <laughs> I just assumed that I would be quarantining with someone in my current home. 
And I did a list of five individuals that I would be, if I was forced to quarantine with someone, each of these would be separate. So I didn't really go with the whole team thing. Uh, so that's how my five were assembled. And gotta say, Dan, doing the quarantine has uh, made me really appreciate uh, living alone. I Ooh. was struggling with a little bit with it a little bit the first couple weeks, which you can hear me openly discussing. <laughs> I think four <laughs> episodes back. Yep. <laughs> but gotta say, uh, did a little uh, songwriting therapy and been feeling real good since then. Dan, really enjoying living by myself. Kind of can't imagine having someone else here uh, as productive as I have been. And I don't think it's going to be hard for me to resume normal social life because I am uh, quite extroverted and uh, get a lot of energy from being around other people. But uh got to say, I think my current situation is uh, pretty optimal for me. Andy, that, that's a lovely way to look at it. I, of course, am fully shacked up with a uh, very hot babe. And that... I, I really enjoy our time off together, but there are some things that limits me on. Uh, sometimes we're cooking dinner together up until 930, and uh, I can't join a single Jackbox game invite. Oh, uh, that, that is dinner time for <laughs> you us. You know that 830 oh, to like, we eat so late because she gets crazy. off late. We cook. It takes a long time to cook. And then like, we, we just eat super late. So My I, I do truly apologize for no almost never participating in those no that's fine i've stopped inviting you (laughs) well you sent me just like the zoom invite with no text last time yeah which i liked i just have a group i just have a like a group email that i send out now keep them come we've been starting later last time we didn't start till like 9 15 so you know you can you can join in later next time anyway um man look dan (laughs) i like it i like it when the babes leave Man, a little sneak peek of the uh, lead single <laughs> off the new Sister City album. <laughs> I like it when the babes leave. <laughs> a lot of babes talk on this one. <laughs> that is one that I like. I'm not a big pet name person, but I, you know, if I'm with somebody, I, I will say babe. <laughs> if they're a babe. <laughs> well, hey, you know, only babes. Right? And let's face it. They all are. <laughs> they all are. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I should cut a lot from this episode. I don't think I'm going to cut anything. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This episode is uh, an all-timer, I'd say. And Andy, I, <laughs> I, I could go either way. You know, I I could uh, quarantine in my current home with any of these, any one of these people. Okay. But, you know, I, I'd rather for myself personally go with the uh, six-bedroom yeah. apartment with uh, one bathroom, one galley kitchen, and you no know, dishwasher. Typically, you know, I whenever we do lists or playlists or anything like that, I take these very seriously, Dan. It's just like very earnest. You know, I'm going to get really personal about this again. Uh, should we jump into it? Let's do it. All right. Who go? Who's going first? Um, Why don't you go first? I'll lead it off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Andy, I kind of broke mine down into a couple different categories. I was visualizing us all in the same house, so I wanted to just have a lot of different components filled. Uh, now, we discussed what we were going to allow as far as uh alive dead or uh <laughs> fictional <laughs> fictional uh mm-hmm. and I, I i think we just go we we go all of the above i i say yeah. anything goes with this which is why my first one 
filling the music category because you got to have some good tunes going. Mm-hmm. I, I considered a lot of different people. Don't think it'd be super musical experience to like live with a rapper i had like danny brown and killer mike and stuff and while i think it'd be fun to converse with them uh i don't know that you know i i I want some i want some acoustics going on which is why i chose leave on helm from the band andy house is gonna get pretty smoky Uh, yes (laughs) it's it's gonna be a veritable black market smokehouse in there (laughs) Uh, Levon, I mean the band, my my favorite band of all time. Guy played for Bob Dylan. He's played yeah. with everybody. He's an incredible like storyteller through oh, his music really and great. just personally. And he's just like a dude from Arkansas. Like we're both from the Ozarks, and uh, I'm sure that my life experience is not quite the same as Levon Helms. Uh, R.I.P. But I, I think it'd be fascinating to chat with him and multi-instrumentalist with a beautiful voice so uh, mm. knows he was just uh, one of the greats oh my god yeah one of my absolute favorite drummers of all time uh and it would just be so cool to hear him play even like a single song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well then i really had to dig deep into my heart and soul to find my picks for this one and okay so my first one and these are these are gonna count down from uh ah, you know what there's no logic to them uh first one helen keller wow okay she can't see her here so i can pretty much just do whatever i want oh my god it's almost like not having a roommate <laughs> i think you might be canceled <laughs> i think you just canceled yourself here on the air <laughs> i'll bring her food and stuff <laughs> well, how kind of you <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one, Dan. <laughs> I see yours are extra sincere this week. Uh-huh. Uh, Andy, next up, gotta have some laughs. Got the music covered. I I thought about just bringing other musicians in, but at a certain point, if uh, I had like multiple just fantastic musicians in there, just Prince jamming with uh, Levon Helm, I'm gonna feel mm. really left out because while I am a bit of a musician myself, uh, I I can't hang. I can't hang with the great Sandy. Uh, just get like lessons. Levon can give you drum lessons. Oh, absolutely. But if they're all jamming together, then like, yeah. wh- what am I doing? So I, eating, I decided eat, to... Eating some jam on toast. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. While you know you watch. I am. Yeah, Levon's homemade country jam. <laughs> uh, Notoriously a great jam maker. <laughs> you know, uh, Elton Seed John... Raspberry. <laughs> Elton John named that song Levon after Levon Helm and uh-huh. then named his son Levon. Wow. So great. Great That name. is great. It's very sweet. Andy, for some laughs, you mm-hmm. know, had, had a couple different choices. You got Chelsea Peretti, very funny. Tom Sharpling, talk music with. Carl oh, Tart, one. one of the funniest dudes around. But again, Andy, I had to go on the other side of the barrier of the dead and the living mm. and pull back Mr. Bernie Mac. Oh, wow. What a pick. Maybe the funniest person to have ever existed. Man. Uh, just the thought of Bernie Mac and Levon Helm chopping it up in a six-bedroom apartment with a galley kitchen, one bathroom, no dishwasher, single desktop computer, pretty slow internet. Ooh, <laughs> just... Just sounds like a grand old time to me. Bernie Mac. Oh my God. Who, who's funnier pick. than Bernie Mac? My number four. Okay. Once again, 
Ah, oh, man, this is just so tough to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ant Man. <laughs> yes. Is he can shrink himself down and stay out of my way? <laughs> Go play with the bugs. Hmm. I see a theme here. Don't uh, care if it's Hank Pym or the other one. Don't care which Ant Man it is. Sure. Just shrink yourself down, dude. That's all. You're very. You're very controlling over the actions. What if Ant-Man just wants to be regular size or even extra big size? Then I'd forfeit my pick for someone else. Mm, I don't know, Andy. I don't know about that. Look, I, I think we want to make it work together. I feel like he and I would talk it through and be like, you can do your thing. I can do my thing. Maybe you can come up you know, and talk. We can talk for if you feel like talking or we both feel like talking. But you know, it's just nice to have a little bit of an escape. Like He can go shrink down and do his thing on his own. I can continue doing my thing. Yeah, it's practical. When you, when you think about it, you could give him like the smallest room in the house. He shrinks down, and it's a whole like twenty acres. Like he's got, yeah, he's got room to do whatever. So yeah, Absolutely. yeah, I like that pick, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy lots of friends too. Pick. Got a lot of bugs in here. Oh yeah, got, you, <laughs> you got a very <laughs> bug forward house. <laughs> this is what they call it. Like a nice wine. Uh, Andy, uh huh. Up next. Someone who's just a general good hang. I, and I, I, I had to really search my soul for this one. You know, there's, there's actors, uh, you know, seemingly worthless during the pandemic, unlike the very funny Bernie Mac and the uh, very musically talented Levon Helm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, actors who, who would be sort of a good hang and more on my level of just you know, uh, having like no th- actual skill. I don't like to think about them as actors so much as reactors. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Continue. Mm-hmm. I like to think of them more as truth tellers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, obviously thought Keanu, uh, oh. maybe Jeff Bridges, Henry mm. Winkler, famously nice guy, uh-huh. and once again, gregarious storyteller. But Andy, I had to go a different direction. I want somebody who I can play games with, baby. Oh! specifically the game of monopoly Uh uh-huh so once again andy i'm reaching into the crypt grabbing some dusty old bones performing a candlelit seance and bringing back from the dead lizzie magey the creator Uh of the landlord game aka monopoly wow that's a surprising pick you know I, i figure who better to like up my monopoly game than its original socialist suffragette creator uh-huh. you know uh i don't think there, there's an episode of the dollop out there about her and uh it, it's a very interesting one she had the landlord game uh her satirical anti-capitalist game uh famously stolen from her by hasbro but andy i really feel like she'd be able to to teach me the secrets. I, I, I think I would be able to up my game even more. And uh, she, I, I think she's just one of the greats uh, as far as Monopoly playing goes. So I thought you that, were going to pick Mr. Monopoly. That <laughs> 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 there's going to be all this lead up and then your reveal was that you picked Mr. Monopoly. Well, yeah, as, as I was about to say, there is an episode of the dollop out there about her. And uh, as a lot of people born in 1866, not all of her views were... Uh, <laughs> Great. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we, we don't have to talk that much. We, we can just get into a seething game of Monopoly. Yeah. All right. My number three, Dan. Um, 
Hurley from the show Lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's really good at coming up with fun stuff to do, like golfing, and he's always like positive and he's really nice to people. You know, he's a person who's been in sort of a quarantine situation already, so he Absolutely. knows how to how to handle it. He knows uh, everybody has different needs. Feel like he'd understand. Um, he's just nice and fun, and he can tell so, you what like Rivers Cuomo is like. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like Weezer stories. Uh huh. I think he did that music video or whatever, and is on the uh-huh. cover of that album that bears his character's name, not yeah. his name, but famously good name. album. Yeah, it's great. Top five Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Weezer for an hour. What's your? F- <laughs> Let's please not do that ever. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, your next one. Well, Andy, we're getting we're getting towards the end here. Um, I think we're both gonna probably end on our local picks oh yeah that's which, probably uh, we have to pick a local I, person yeah i made a stipulation that we should pick somebody local to uh have it be within the bounds of our you know podcast premise even a little bit um very much regretted it because there's a lot of people i had to leave off the list to, to shoehorn that local fellow in but we'll get to that later for my fourth pick andy i think we need you know if we're all in an apartment together as mine are we're going to need some order, and you never know what's going to happen in these times. We, we need protection. So, you know, I, there's a couple different ways you can go. Demolition you got Liu Kang, of course, from Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> he could pretty well beat up anybody. Uh-huh. Uh, Rama from The Raid. Ooh, be man. pretty cool. I- intense yeah. fellow, maybe. But Andy... Only one person could uh, pretty much combat anything that comes our way and uh-huh. play a nice game of gin rummy with me. It's Gambit, Andy. <laughs> I'm quarantining with Gambit. <laughs> you can uh, practice your Cajun accent. Oh, absolutely. Very much inspired by Remy LeBeau, <laughs> my, my, my very favorite X-Men. He, of course, uh, throws playing cards and uh, makes them blow up, but... That means he always has playing cards on uh-huh. him, Andy, and, and he knows all the games. You know he does. Usually everyone's favorite X person. <laughs> hey, don't don't make fun of my great pick. I'm not I, making I, I fun. love Gambit. Yeah, it's a weird I mean it's it's abnormal that he is your favorite X person. <laughs> I don't see nothing abnormal about it, Mon Sherry. <laughs> oh, he's here. <laughs> no, I think that was Boudin Howell. <laughs> <laughs> Your cousin. Yes, my cousin uh, Boudin right. Howell. My number two um, is Andrei Tarkovsky, Dan. Wow, okay. <laughs> Russian this... filmmaker who died in the year 1986, uh-huh. year of my birth. Coincidence? Almost certainly. This was the one that you demanded we do the dead people for. <laughs> You, you said that we... No, that was Helen Keller, buddy. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. it was that bit. Yes. Please, Andre Tarkovsky. He, he made these painfully long, slow, existential movies. I haven't seen all his movies, but the one I like the most is Stalker, uh, which despite the title actually has nothing to do with voyeurism or the giving of unwanted attention. That's but why you checked it a, out originally. Just, you, you thought it was a documentary, and you were like, oh, man, uh, well, maybe I'll sharpen my skills. Yeah. <laughs> Skills. I've never stalked anyone, <laughs> but it is a it's a dystopian post-apocalyptic sci-fi movie with no action whatsoever, much like my life right now, Dan. <laughs> uh, Stalker runs a brisk 163 minutes, oh, yeah. has a grand total of 142 shots, oh, it's less, wow. than, less than a shot a minute, Dan. That is wild. 
anyway, he, he's not a documentary filmmaker, as you insinuated, but um, I was thinking he should probably make his first documentary. He makes these long, slow movies, so obviously uh, Tarkovsky could make a long, slow documentary about my long, slow life. Sure, yeah. Pointless, boring. We couldn't talk mm -hmm. since he doesn't speak English or didn't speak English, and he could really make a meal of uh, showing me just puttering around the house. He could turn it into something worthwhile, which it isn't right now. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it'd be fun to see him play with a smartphone. Yeah, you know, uh, Stalker famously has 142 shots. Uh, this documentary, uh, only one shot. Uh, uh, Alexander Tarkovsky up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to cut that, probably. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> three, three and a half hours of him contemplating doing that. Just it, It's all an iPhone documentary. He just sets up the... the uh, camera and ant-man shrinks him down so they're like <laughs> hanging out with some ants he's like should i should i not and ultimately yes <laughs> all right so so far helen keller ant-man tarkovsky and hurley from lost that's right all yeah. together in the six bedroom apartment i'm not even gonna one pretend one, one like i remember your picks <laughs> Levon Helm was one of yours. Oh, Levon Helm, Bernie Mac, uh, Lizzie Maggie, and of course, Gambit. Okay. Um, cool, Dan. I guess that means only one left. Andy. Mm -hmm. Our locals. Our locals. We got to bring somebody from right here in Spring Food Mo to, uh, to live in the house <laughs> with us. I had a couple options here. You know, you, you mentioned uh, Tarkovsky really mm -hmm. making a meal out of your life and that that's the direction i went here you gotta have somebody in there who can make use of that galley kitchen with the no dishwasher and uh somebody who's gonna be cooking up the good food you know originally i thought maybe like julia child but she famously is not not local. from springfield yeah uh brad leone also weird that she's not actually a child <laughs> she's an adult yes yeah yeah uh, that is weird i've always found that weird <laughs> But then, you know, I had to I had to start thinking local, so I thought maybe Red from Red's Giant Hamburg. Oh, yeah. Uh, make me those good old-fashioned hamburgers. Make everybody the good old-fashioned hamburgers. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the guy, but mm -hmm. I had a feeling that maybe he would get more along, get along better with uh, Levon Helm than, say, Bernie Mac, uh, for whatever reason. I <laughs> also thought about Mr. David Leong. Have, oh, yeah. have have the master, the creator, right there in my home kitchen. Maybe Miss Sun, whose name I did not Aurora. go back and listen to the... Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. To make that delicious Shanghai-end food. Heck, maybe Bob Barker. I don't know if he's a good cook, <laughs> but he's from around here. He's not and, from around here. He just went to college here. Jeez. Uh, yeah, same with uh, John Goodman. Uh -huh. uh, born up by St. Louis, and he's on the Springfield Mo. Uh, Wikipedia there. Anthony, of course, I got to go with Mr. Vance Hall, owner of Druffs. <laughs> I'm going to pull him away from his family and loved ones to be in quarantine with me and uh, <laughs> just just have him on the clock making cornbread crumbles for me, Levon Helm, Bernie Mac, <laughs> Lizzie Maggie, and, of course, Remy LeBeau Gambit. You know, Dan... Good pick. Gotta I th say. I think so. 
I nice think so. man. Very funny. He, Good on he's Twitter. He's an alright guy. And you know, I think he, I think he might also get on in in on the board games with me and Gambit and uh, the creator of Monopoly. <laughs> I, I don't, well, I don't think Levon and Bernie are gonna get in on that. I think they're gonna be pretty like just transfixed with each other. Yeah, that that would be great to hear them have a conversation. Oh my I wonder how God. they would have gone. Oh. I wonder if they met. I mean, they lived <laughs> concurrently. I wonder if they ever met. And then Gambit chimes in with a little Creole. Oh goodness. What a collection of voices. Oh, my God. Yeah, just Ozarks, Arkansas, uh, (laughs) down Louisiana way, uh, Bernie Mac, Chicago, (laughs) and uh, wherever the Monopoly lady's from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dan, I obviously only have one pick left. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying to... I tried to do one real one. I was trying to think, like, who is somebody that I am able to spend extended periods of time with. It doesn't drive me insane or it doesn't seem like I drive insane. Mm-hmm. Don't have you a good say time my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that I enjoy talking to and like having around. Mm-hmm. Um, only person I could come up with was Dan Howell. Oh, Andy. I picked Dan Howell. Wow. Plus we wouldn't have to do this remotely. <laughs> oh, so there you go. And I made so it, Dan. Sweet. If I had to be quarantined with somebody... I think I could make it work with you. That's sweet, Andy. As long as you blind and deafen yourself first. I, you know, I got to stick with my pick. I absolutely (laughs) like Vance more than you and uh, (laughs) would have a better time with him. But uh, I, I, you know, I I would suffer through that with you and (laughs) Hurley and Helen Keller, Ant-Man. And And to be uh, clear, it would be suffering (laughs) for, for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bring, what a great bring, segment. Bring, oh, bring. boy, a call. Bring, bring. Is that is that Taylor from Somebody's. Pretending to be People voice there doing the doing the phone sound? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, okay. We got somebody uh intruding here on our Zoom line. Uh hmm. this keeps happening. Let me say, by the way. Zoom zoom. <sighs> Rough. <laughs> Rough, Dan. We answered the call and no one's talking. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, boy. Uh, sorry, your, your video's not on there. Andy, you recognize the voice of this? I uh, do recognize, recognize the voice. Hey, guys. It's, of course, me, Chad Chad Shaw, the uh, Spring Food Mo favorite whose voice changes ever slightly every time he appears on the show. Yeah, you oh, hey, through puberty, right? Chad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Late <laughs> puberty. Yes, I am famously going through late puberty right now. I just kind of, you know, I heard you guys on the Zoom call here today. I, of course, have a uh, backdoor channel into all of your podcast recordings. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, most of them do absolutely suck. But this one (laughs) has been pretty funny. So I thought maybe I could uh, chime in and and, uh, get in here with uh, some quarantine dream team picks, baby. Okay, fine. Would that be all right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm okay with it. Go ahead. All right, guys. So <laughs> it's of course me, Chad Chad Shaw, uh-huh. building my very own quarantine dream chain. I'm not at all worn out. You're welcome <laughs> on the show, <laughs> Andy. Come on, baby. It's been so long. <laughs> not a baby. And that's what I say now, though. I say baby. That's my thing, okay, Chad fine. Chad Shaw, Andy. 
I kind of had to go the direction of Dan. Of course, I am a, a big Dan stan. Uh, uh, I love his stuff on the show. Um, and I kind of wanted to put together sort of a musical group that could entertain me and, like, uh, you know, meet all my whims and desires. So first, I had to go with one Mr. Garth Brooks. <laughs> Have you heard of this guy? <laughs> Have I heard of Garth Brooks? Yeah, country singer. Yeah. Uh, pretty popular in like the 90s kind of. I don't know. Like I don't know what's like popular. I don't even own a TV actually. So that's kind of a fun fact about me that I like to tell people. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Keep going. Now Garth, of course, he's, he's got the country music down. But every once in a while, I'm in for like some type of like non-country music you know like maybe uh -huh. i, I kind of want more of a rock and roll edge which is okay. why i've decided that my second pick is of course mr chris gaines <laughs> okay should have been should have predicted that one now, i don't know if you've heard of this guy uh mildly popular sort of rock and roll twinged uh fellow from the 90s with a uh with kind of a pre-emo scene haircut. I don't uh -huh. know if you remember that thing, cause sort of a swoosh to it. Uh, but yeah, I just think with Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines in there, we're like, the, the party's going down all night. But you know, sometimes, Andy, I want a little, little, little more something to dance to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying, baby? Something to dance to? Yes, we know what, what you you're saying. What do you want to dance to? Yeah, we well, know about dancing. I'm in. What else is there to dance to? But the music of uh, Nick's he Nick Hexum, <laughs> Doug S.A. Martinez, Aaron Peanut Wills, Tim Mahoney, and of course, my namesake, Chad Sexton. 311, <laughs> you baby. Were, you were named after Chad Sexton, eh? Uh, yeah, duh. I was freaking conceived on the <laughs> Stereo Sonic <laughs> Tour. <laughs> Who are your parents? Chad Sexton. <laughs> well, yes, Chad, Jackson, Chad Sexton. And uh, uh, my parents, of course, are Chad Sexton. Wait, wait, wait. They're both Chad Sexton? Yes, yes. Famously, both of my parents are Chad Sexton. <laughs> he... Uh, <laughs> He produced me like a uh, like a coral has babies. <laughs> <laughs> I grew okay. up with Chad Sexton. <laughs> so, okay, uh, give me I'm your a, fourth pick. Yes, my, my third pick, pick was the entire band 311, of course. Fourth pick, Andy. Uh-huh. Andy. Dan. Uh, okay. Andy. You guys listening? Yeah. I Us? gotta go with my boy. Oh, okay. My boy. That just like if I need to have a conversation, if I need to like get a board game laid out and like say Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines and the band 311 are like all busy, I got to have my dude there with me. And I think you know who I'm talking about, Andy. Uh huh. Henry Kissinger. <laughs> my boy. My boy, Henry. <laughs> HK. And uh, let me say, he is a competitive risk player. Don't, don't let them get a hold of like uh Southeast Asia. That's all I got to say. Um, all right. O on the risk board. Got it. He constructed the <laughs> Vietnam war <laughs> decimated the region. Cool guy. 
Anyway, uh-huh. of course, my last pick, my local pick here. I like to follow the rules. Famous rule follower, Chad, Chad Shaw, uh, <laughs> fan favorite. I got to go with my boy. <laughs> I got to go, Bergie. I got to go, Bergie. <laughs> you, you know, I got to quarantine with my boy, Aaron Bergie, and uh, Henry Kissinger, Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines, and the entire band, 311. And <laughs> would you guys let me just have one more pick? Please. Yeah, fine. Please, Andy and Don. One hour and yeah, 32 minutes. Sure. Yeah, 90 minutes in. I just, I got to have some laughs, you know? Okay. You know? Yeah. I got to have some laughs, so. I agree. I'm going with the funniest guy around. Oh, boy. You know who I'm talking about? Andy. It's Dan. It's Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> I mean... Who's funnier? Because <laughs> like his, his voice is funny. Sounds like freaking Eddie Murphy. It's good. He's a, he's a walking, talking donkey. <laughs> and then, of course, I do need one more pick. Uh, I got to oh have my. protection. It's got to be John Wick. He can kill everybody in the world. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think that's, I think that's, you know, I think that's probably good for my quarantine dream team. The the band 311, Aaron Berge, Henry Kissinger, Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines, Donkey from Shrek, and, of course, John Wick. Cool. All right. <laughs> and I think we've lost Chad. Oh, wow. He just cut out just there. Full disconnect. In and out. No, I'm still here, baby. I'm right here. <laughs> and I'm in it for the long haul. You know it. I, I was actually going to stick around for uh, the world-famous final segment here on spring food mode oh, that's all right right i yeah I, I mean i i don't see why not as long as you just don't chime in at all for the rest of the episode oh mark my words i won't say anything else at all while you are talking about rupaul and devs all right well you know chat chat set is it done. up here uh of course we have our world famous final segment here on the show the uh rupaul's drag race and devs corner people from all the around already. the globe just skip to the very end of spring food mode just to started? listen to this part. Is the segment and, uh, started yet? Well, I mean, do you have anything to say about devs? No, it's over. All right. Okay. Andy has forfeited his 30 seconds of devs. Um, I'll, yeah, go ahead and I'll, I'll take the 30 seconds on the clock for RuPaul's Drag Race. Crystal, again in the top for the week. For the fourth week in a row, Andy, just... Man, so good. Really should have won it this week. And I, I'm not her hyperbolizing. She had just an incredible Bert and Ernie drag. Got to meet Daisy Ridley in the after show. Yeah, I mean, she she's one of the greats. She's a top six now, which in my mind makes her an all-timer. I, I stand. I must stand. Well done. Daisy Ridley, eh? Daisy Ridley, the 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 Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi, yeah, the last one, in fact, Ray Palpatine herself. Oh, oh, ninety five minutes is, is that long enough into the episode two. to start litigating the the Star Wars yeah. sequel? The world trilogy? needs two more white guys <laughs> talking about how awful the third st- or the ninth Star Wars movie is. Anyway, hey, I could get uh, into that. I also don't like the eighth one for uh, very nefarious reasons. Yes, you're yeah. no, you're not white though, right? <laughs> I am famously white. <laughs> famously. Please. I very. I'm actually from the Caucasus Mountains. That's, oh, you're an albino? <laughs> I'm, I'm Caucasian. 
So uh, please, let's not get the information <laughs> out there. And I am anything other than that. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. You know what? This was a good one, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>、hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only five dollars a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause? And get two more episodes of our dumb show. That's what I'm saying, Dan. Five dollars a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Springfield Media. Springfield, Missouri, is home to the largest Bass Pro in the world and the fifth largest Pep Boys in the state. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I have no that's, clue. That's really good. I like that a lot. <laughs> Uh, I hadn't altered it, and I want to tell it to you now because、uh, it's probably not going to go in the episode. Okay, but it was、uh, Springfield, Missouri, is home to the largest Bass Pro Shop in the world and the third largest structure in Missouri. Andy's big fat. A- <laughs> <laughs> That was never going to be the fact. But <laughs> <laughs> I got a big a- for a little guy. It's true. <laughs> it's all the running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, are you ready? Oh yeah, cool. Live to a hard drive. <laughs>